0: Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everybody to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. Blah 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 blah. I can say the name of my own show. I promise. It's the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I am so excited. About our show today. As we go into the dog days of summer, there's been a lot of things that have come out of 2020. COVID's kind of bummed everybody out. We canceled all the pinball live, but the woman that I have on today took lemons and ran with it and did something so unique and so fun and brought together an amazing cast of people. And I was so excited to be a part of this uh, a few weeks ago. Please help me welcome our guest today from Seattle, Washington, the director of the Northwest Pinball Summer Camp 2020, Miss Allison Ray. Yay!
1: Hi! Thank you so much for having me. I am incredibly stoked to be here.
0: Oh, thank you, uh, Allison. I was excited. I was like, man, I should have had her on before the thing, but we're going to have her on after... For sure. Allison, for folks who may not know... (laughs) It's been a long summer. It has been a long summer. For folks who don't know you, can you share with us your pinball origin story, where you started at, and where you are today?
1: I've been playing casually since I was a kid. My brother and I, he's also a really active player in the New England Pinball League. He lives in Boston, which is where I'm from originally. And we went camping every year at a campground that had an arcade and it was always about the pinball machines for us. We always went, yeah, as soon as you know the as soon as the car tires would stop at the campground, and my parents would go register the site, we were already playing uh, laser wars. Is the first game I remember playing with him, and we both remember that really fondly. And then when I moved to Seattle when I was twenty, there was a small but thriving. Uh, little arcade scene. There was a place that I could go that was all ages before I turned 21. And then after I turned 21, I pretty much belonged to a bar called Shorty's Coney Island, which has uh, been my home bar, kind of, even though our scene has blown up so much here. And we've just got, gee, like over a dozen great pinball venues in the whole Seattle region. Shorty's has always been kind of the place that I called home. It's just a really fun bar and has always had a really Ah, uh, good collection of machines. But I was really just sort of a casual player. Like I was sort of like the pinball player amongst my friends who didn't play pinball. I could flail my way into replays often enough that, without even really knowing the rule sets or knowing where like balls locked. Or, but, you know, I definitely played with an amount of spirit that made it look like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and Eventually, I became a bit more familiar with the culture of pinball when I started dating my now husband, Andy, 12 years ago. And I uh, started seeing like what the tournament scene was all about and seeing the way that people could just really play like I didn't really understand. It really illuminated how little I knew about how to build scores and kind of like just the story of a pinball game, like how modes worked and how to build up to things and how to multiply things. And I really started playing competition more seriously once we started a team league. I feel like I've heard this story a few times on your podcast, which I really <laughs> liked, like the, the spirit of like joining a team and bringing people together. I'd played some tournaments before and i had enjoyed it, but there was something about being on a team and having, you know, having to, you know, drag my feet back to my captain and tell them that I got zero points because I literally didn't know how to play a game I was playing just uh, drove me to practice harder and drove me to ask more questions. And you know, my teammates were super supportive. And I play for the team uh, that represents the bar that I've always gone to, the Shorty Silver Ball Slayers. And they're really my family. They're some of my best friends. We've been a team since 2013. Aww. And we've been through a lot together on personal levels. As pinball players, we've had all sorts of fortune and glory. We've had all sorts of dramatic defeat, but we've always been just like the best of friends at the end of it. So kind of playing with the Slayers for all of these years and getting to meet the other teams. And it gets us around the city of Seattle. We have a couple of teams that play out in the suburbs that we get to. So it's a really cool way to just travel around the city and meet new people and learn new games and really just get to experience this whole larger group of people who play. And it's just such a incredibly interesting cross cut of people out there playing. They're just people who I consider some of my dearest friends. So I'm just like, I'm not sure whatever, what other timeline I wouldn't, would have met you if we weren't pinball players. Like what a, what a funny thing to bond over.
0: It's so true. That is very much the thread through all of the interviews I've done over the past year or so is that, you know, I never would have met these amazing women if we didn't have pinball that had kind of, you know, come into our lives. Cause I was like, I don't think I would have crossed paths with a lot of the ladies I know now. Yeah. And around
1: the same time that the team league started, Babes in Pinland was founded by Kayla Greet at, out of Attaball Amusements here in Seattle. And I think that that's where I really started learning how to ask for help as a player I think that I kind of there was a part of me that had like a little bit of like weird pride and ego that wasn't based in any knowledge or understanding (laughs) of the game and it just felt so much more approachable to like watch someone like yeah uh, watch someone like like Kayla or Hannah or any I mean I could I could start I'm not gonna I could go on and on and on about all the incredible women I play with here in Seattle but I think that it was when I started playing babes that I really kind of had the understanding of yeah, just just be like, well, after, after the game was over, obviously, I'd be like, well, what did you do there? And that's kind of where, like, the actual rules of the game and technical maneuver, maneuvers and flipper skills started to come together. And Babes and Pinland, it's been, I, I've been with them since the beginning, and it's just been incredible watching, watching it swell to, you know, when b- before... Yeah, before COVID hit you know our our monthly matches were drawing like neighborhood of 40 women like just this big pinball party like we're really into themes we're really into costuming not every month because we don't want it to feel like it's like a fashion show or like you have to be a certain thing or something but there are a, a lot of you know we do a lot of birthday parties we really celebrate each other we we get really loud and rowdy and have a you know it's it's a really wonderful tournament
0: I've gotten to know uh, Kayla. Uh, Maureen has been on the show several times. You know, I got to meet Hannah through y'all's event. So there's so much pinball up there in Seattle, but there's such amazing talent and just amazing ladies and people that I've gotten to meet through that scene. I love babes. And for a little pin, talking with Candace, who did the babes documentary, and we're hoping to have her on the show Mm -hmm. in, in the next few weeks. So very excited about that.
1: She is excellent. Yeah, I I had the privilege and fortune of interviewing her for uh, Northwest Pinball Summer Camp. She's an incredible asset to our community and she just captured us so beautifully. And honestly, the excitement surrounding the debut of her documentary, were you able to see that the, the world premiere of Bates in Pinland? Mm-hmm. Just seeing how many people came out to it. I mean, this was in May, I think. And it was, you know, we were all well quarantined at that point. And still just seeing the way that we came together on Zoom and just the way we chatted online and one of my best friends, Honey, who I've been quarantined with this whole time, she lives right up the street from me. We both wore like red carpet looks. And <laughs> like, like, just had, yeah, and like, well, yeah. I, I think that that's probably one of the original plants for what became summer camp was just the, just being like, wow, we really can get a bunch of people together around someone's creation, even if it's not actually playing a game of pinball, like what's the closest we can get to pinball without it actually being playing <laughs> pinball together. <And laughs> the success of Candace's event, it was just so moving and I'm so happy for her. And I really hope that uh, people continue to watch that lovely, lovely little window into our world that she she created for us. It's a really beautiful film.
0: It's really great. I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can catch that. And we'll talk a little more about the camp right after news. So pinball news. Uh, Again, I keep on saying it each week. A little light on the ground, guys. But there was some cool stuff that came out this week. Jeff Teolis, I love heart emoji. Jeff is my jam. He did an awesome uh, interview with Jerry Thomas, who's the sound designer at Stern, and uh, on his podcast, uh, Pinball Profile. And it was a really interesting interview. Jerry talked a lot about, you know how sound works and how the licensing works in in pinball you know we always have this why can't they do this theme and why can't they do that and a lot of it has to do with licensing and he he broke down a lot of the story behind the Beatles pinball and and how that came to be and they had presented a, a lot of things to McCartney, Ringo Starr, George Harrison's Widow, John Lennon's widow. And it was interesting to hear about like what they, you know, said could stay what they weren't too thrilled with. And it was just a really interesting interview. I I love the Beatles machine. I'm a fan of the Beatles in general. I also, I'm a fan of Sea Witch. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> have you had a chance to play it at all?
1: Yeah, I love the Beatles. I like Sea Witch just fine. I know some people felt a little bit upset about the idea of giving it that update. But I think it's a really fun playing game. I, I love that playfield layout. And I love the Beatles. I mean, I, I grew up in a huge Beatles family. I grew up listening to that music. And I love all Beatles. But I do have a big soft spot for that like early fab four. Yeah,
0: like pre white uh, kind of album. Vibe. Yeah, I'm a huge Beatles fan. And I actually really enjoy the machine. I know people get salty about the whole sea witch thing. I think it's great. Um, I was like, I like sea and they tweaked it and the, you know, made a couple of things a little easier or made shots work a little better for me on that one. But it's a really great interview. You guys, I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, but check out that interview with Jerry Thompson pinball profile. And now jumping over to another podcast. I was like laughing. I'm like, I'm a podcast talking about other podcasts, but really great podcast from the Jersey Jack <laughs> podcast. And they interviewed the new COO, Jim Patla. Who is the creator behind Centaur? And I just found out that somebody's a fan.
1: Oh yeah, I I, I have a Centaur tattoo on my body. I have. I, I, oh, and I'm wearing my headphones right now. You can actually see. I'm going to lean in. I know that the listeners oh, can yeah, see yeah. that I actually have custom centaur headphones i've got a, i've got a i've got a centaur quarter holder I, i'm i'm really pretty nerd alert about centaur it's uh it's a really important game to me so i was super excited to see uh that there was a little bit of talk about it on on this podcast it's actually my plan to listen to it as soon as you and i are done recording here i'm really looking forward to hearing a little bit more about about just how it was made i think it's a great game
0: Yeah, it was interesting to kind of, you know, he wanted more of his his design and his mechs and things to be put into the machine. So that is why it ended up being black and white. He wanted to kind of cut, you know, and save some money. And the silkscreen process was so expensive back in that time that it would have saved him you know, lots more money to just do it in two or three colors, which you then end up with the black, white and red, which is so iconic. Now, it's one of the things it's known for is it's very graphic artwork. And it's a beautiful machine. And it was just really interesting hearing him talk about that. So we'll put a link in the show notes for that one as well. Guys, I have to mention that Allison has like the most pinball attired, like, I've ever seen, I think, on the show. Because we use Google Meet to, to record this. It's very akin to Zoom or uh, Skype. And she has her Northwest Pinball shirt, uh, Northwest Pinball Summer Camp shirt. And she's got, like, the coolest leggings ever. I know that they're the um, soft plunge uh, double danger leggings from their like yeah, basement they thing. Sure are. Yeah, they're hella cool. I'm like so jelly right now. I've been meaning to like order like I wanted to order one of the skater dresses and and I need to get some leggings before they sell out.
1: Yeah. I'm a yoga teacher, so I I especially and I've been in quarantine here. I've been living in leggings. I don't wear a lot of structured pants nowadays, but but these soft lunge leggings, they're seriously like some of the best quality leggings I've ever pulled on. It feels like stepping into lotion. They're so Ooh. nice and they're so nicely made and they just feel great. And uh, the themes on the machines are just absolutely hysterical. Like there's a lobster machine and a machine covered in teeth. and it's just it's just an absolutely fun
0: yeah it's a fun pattern and uh we'll put a link in the show notes you guys she had announced that collaboration with double danger a while back for the bargain basement kind of stuff or you know their special collaborations but um, there were skater dresses and leggings and a couple other things but the leggings are very very cool i was just like man those leggings are Awesome. I'm sorry. I digress. (laughs) Y'all. But a couple of quick things. And again, thank you to This Week in Pinball. Jeff, my guy, he is my go-to guy for news. TPF, if you wanted a hotel, they are sold out. So everybody, fingers crossed for a vaccine, fingers crossed that the pandemic is over. We are all trying to be, you know, hopefully optimistic, but all the major hotels, which would be the Embassy Suites there in Frisco, they sold out for TPF and that sold out in three hours. So that was pretty impressive. I was like, oh, well, I'm like, everybody's being positive and hopeful, which I love. Love that. Like, I want to give a shout out to the only... Well, he's one of three men who have actually been on the podcast, but he's actually the first official guy that was on the podcast. You guys might remember back during Twippy time, Kerry Hardy now has his own official podcast. I wanted to give him a shout out. We'll put a link in the show notes. I haven't heard it yet. I don't know what it's about, but Carrie is a great guy and very knowledgeable about pinball, uh, also a fellow Texan. So I wanted to give him a, a shout out for that. And then I don't know if you saw this, Allison, but did you see the post on Facebook for the Pinball Hall of Fame that mm-hmm. they have the Not walls up that. in Las Vegas? Some of you, we've talked about this on the show, the Pinball Hall of Fame. They are moving to the Strip They are when their original location is not on the Las Vegas strip. It's kind of about 15 minutes off of the strip. They are moving to, if you're familiar with the Las Vegas strip at all, kind of the North end, I think it's the North end, but it's the end where Mandalay Bay is and the actual Las Vegas sign. They're going to be on that end of the strip and they actually have walls up. And I'm telling y'all the place looks huge. I am so excited. I uh, loved going to the pinball hall of fame, even though everybody made fun of me because they're like, why are you taking us to this sketchy warehouse, Lauren? And I was like, it's fine. It's going to be okay. But yeah, very, very exciting, you guys. I'll put a link in the show notes for the picture, but it looks so cool. And I'm excited to see that building is is pushing forward, even with everything going on. So we've been talking about Pin Family, but something that kind of encompassed everything when I talk about pin family and supporting people and the the creative endeavors they're doing. I I felt like that all culminated in this whole thing that was the Northwest Pinball Summer Camp. I was incredibly honored to be asked to be a part of it by Allison. And they did feature the episode we did on diversity through the summer camp. You know, she asked me to do it. Then the camp happened. And I was like, I got to get her on the show because, Allison, I truly feel that you kind of embraced, you know, everything that has been challenging about that and made something really beautiful and really worthwhile and just just something really fun. And it was an honor for me to be a part of it. And that is the Northwest Pinball Summer Camp. It took place from July 10th through July 12th. So I know we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, but what was your idea? Like, I want to do this virtual summer camp thing. Hold my beer. I'm going to do this thing. Where did it come up for you? How did you decide to lay it out the way you did?
1: Well, it was originally scheduled for the weekend of June 5th and 6th, and my bir- uh, my 40th birthday was on June 4th, so at the very, very beginning of 2020, I looked at the calendar and I was like, sweet, 40th birthday, and then the Northwest Pinball and Arcade show in Tacoma happens the next three days, and boom, I don't even have to think about my birthday, nothing can go wrong. And then here we are. But as June came around, I started trying to think of ways that we could, as a community, pay tribute to the time. Because, you know, the the Northwest Pinball Show, it's in a city called Tacoma, about a half hour outside of Seattle. And we get a lot of uh, Vancouver, BC players. Portland, Oregon comes up a lot. A lot of other smaller cities around Washington. You know, we all convene at this convention center and it's our big local show that we do every year put together by an excellent group of volunteers, it was including Dan Halligan, who is incredibly, incredibly helpful and awesome to have on board with Pinball Summer Camp. He really appreciated that this was sort of a tribute to that. And it just, I originally just thought of doing a yoga class originally. Like that was the first thing that I thought of. I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's my birthday weekend. Maybe I can just like see if I can get a couple of my friends online to do something Like that, And then I was like, well, wouldn't it be fun if afterwards, like if we did like a little yoga class and then maybe we could do like a show or something. And so I hit up my friend, Ashley Weaver, who she and Chase Nunes collaborate for his Geek Gamer TV. And I and they always do a wonderful uh, job doing it's called uh, the Tournament of Champions. It's a little event that they do at the Northwest Pinball Show where they have. They've done it twice, but I guess I'll just re- recall the first one that I ever saw. It was Robert Gagneau and Raymond Davidson doing different challenges on Attack from Mars while we while we all, did a group of like 50 people watched. Which, you know, I mean, Attack from Mars, it's a game that we all know so well, but you don't really know it until you see like Robert Gagneau start a Martian multiball in like under 45 seconds. And you're just oh. like, wow. Like just... Yeah, they have the, they just bring these really cool focuses and they both have just such an excellent energy with each other. I really love their commentary. And it was just something that I never missed at the pinball show. So I hit them up and asked if I could. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, do you guys have anything in the pipeline? Was there anything that you would have done? And they came right back at me with a game show. And I was just like, oh, well, isn't that fun? Like, 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 uh, I'll do a yoga class. They can do a game show. And I was going to do a summer camp theme for my yoga class because I've always called these these big events, like the convention center events, I've always referred to it as pinball summer camp because, you know, you're bringing all of these people together from all of these different walks of life who don't know each other, who couldn't have less in common other than this game that we play. And, you know, at the end of those weekends, there's a lot of that kind of like never change, like I promise all right <laughs> kind of, like. you know, I, I, you know, I always, I always leave with the- bunch of new Facebook friends that I keep in touch with or, you know, people I keep an eye on on Instagram. And it's just kind of every time I've gone to Pinburg, which is three times. And every time I've gone to the Northwest show, you know, there's always someone, someone new to meet. So I really kind of wanted to play into that theme. And then I was just like, Oh, it'd be fun if Babes in Pinland had a little brunch, like I could get together. Yeah, like, we'll just like make some breakfast and eat on zoom. We've always talked about having a brunch together, but it just never really happened. And we've got a we've got a little yeah, we've yeah, we call ourselves the Gunch Bunch. Uh <laughs> or that's a hat that we use sometimes in our babes and pen yeah, like in the babes in Pinland media is. Uh so I was just like, Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Maybe I could just get a couple of the girls together and we'll just like, you know, chat and catch up with each other over some brunch. And I mentioned that to Ashley and she was just like, Oh, well, there's a a girl who mentioned in Bells and Chimes Worldwide that she's doing a cooking show now, and maybe we could like. And I and th- then I went. She gave me the link, and then I was int- that introduced me to Jessica Kent, who's all the way in Chicago.
0: Love Jessica, very frequent like, um, guest on the show. I'm heart emojiing right back at, yeah, yeah. She yeah,
1: she is so 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 excellent. And I hit her up like, hey, you like like, can I talk to you about a couple of things? And I asked her if she'd be interested and doing a little cooking show for the Babes in Penland, which we eventually went on to name Mess Hall Madness, which had, yeah, so we had kind of like the camp theme played into that and I mean, it just kept growing. Like Like there were just like, every idea I had just unfolded into like one of, I started calling all of my friends who I, my existing friends and the friends I was meeting, I started referring to them as the counselors, kind of getting into that sort of like theming. I love this kind of stuff, I'm really corny. And it was so, so, yeah, so cool.
0: Like, I, I I don't think yeah. it was corny at all. I think it was so much fun. <laughs> and it really, it it kind of lended that spirit to, you know, even though we're not there, you know, we're there all together in spirit. And there were so many neat events. You know, you guys had like Zoom kickoff. And then you guys um did arts and crafts, which I laughed. Yeah, We had the arts and crafts lodge. That was another
1: Zoom event that we did that got a couple of really cool people together to we talked about pinball and we talked about our scenes and everything but we also just kind of yeah like yeah I got to meet uh, Heather Kendrick from Michigan who she showed off her letterboxing stuff Sharky Jackaway from Boise showed us showed us a bunch of cool like 3D printing stuff that that they had and it was just a really awesome opportunity to yeah just to meet people and You know, some of my, yeah, some of my Seattle and Portland friends were in some of these events, but it was also really cool actually feeling that spirit once the weekend was actually happening of meeting people I'd never met before and people who are now my Facebook friends or who I follow on Instagram. And Once it was actually happening, I mean, you and me right here, like, you know, yeah, it's a, you know, I've, I've, I've been enjoying your podcast in quarantine. Like, you, you know, you've spoken with the babes in Penland. I'm from Boston and you had some of the Boston bells on who are just excellent friends. And one of my best friends in the world is Allison Flintoff. And you, uh, she oh, was a she's guest so great. on the, yeah. yeah, she, yeah, she's fantastic. Like, yeah, she's, yeah, she and I literally wear friendship bracelets and we're 40. Like we're just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's I so love exciting it. to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super, super exciting to just have you bringing all these people together. And so just being able to really connect with other, other players, other content makers, and just talent. There was just so much.
0: You guys had the, the Zoom events. The other event I really loved, you guys got the SkillShot back out of, like, they weren't on retirement. I definitely thought they were on hiatus. I'm a huge fan of Kayla and the SkillShot podcast. So I was excited that that came back for an event. I think the, the thing I loved was the spirit that everybody kind of participated in this with, because you kind of like know you miss people. Everybody, like, I miss people. I miss, like, I was like, I miss hugging people. <laughs> so, but there was this sense of camaraderie and just fun and just having, you know, yeah, we can't be together physically, but we're together emotionally and in spirit. And and all of the events had that kind of that essence with them. And I think that, you know, like we just saw California Extreme went virtual. There's so many events out there that are now going virtual, you know, yes, we all want to be together in person, but besides the other events, do you feel like this is something that you would do next year or in the future in some form or fashion? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I feel like, especially since this year, we kind of like set up the bones of it are in place. You know, we all kind of know our, like, I, I have this excellent team of counselors. I have all of these great, yeah, I mean, I, I, Oh, and a great thing about being able to talk to you and your audience is if if anyone is interested and makes any kind of content that they think could have a place at something like Northwest Pinball Summer Camp, join the Facebook group or find yeah, or I'll I'll give you, give you any contact info to put down in the links or anything just to get a hold of me. Like if you if you do a podcast, if you do if if you're a streamer, if you have any ideas that you'd like to put on a little show, it's just kind of a it's just a couple of fun days of programming and I would definitely love to do it. I think I, I mean, you know, this is such a crazy time in the world to even think about what any, <laughs> what, what, what the future looks like, right. but in my dream world, I think I'd like to do it in May of next year again, right before let us hope that we have a tournament season next summer, yeah. like, and look forward to the Northwest show, Penberg, all of the all of the things in between all across the country. Let's hope that those come back safely. But as kind of a I'd kind of like for a little kickoff because we ended up we ended up rescheduling summer camp to mid-July, just in the spirit of the Black Lives Matter movement was really important to participate in and be active in. And I really it just didn't feel right. Yeah, about a week before camp was supposed to start, it just it just felt really not quite right to be moving forward with it one of the most beautiful moments of camp though was I had all of these nerves because like I knew that I wanted to move it but I had all of this guilt surrounding all of these people who'd already created shows and events people had guests people had ideas and I was just like oh my god now this is so much bigger than me now it's all of these people and I went around messaging everyone one by one and everyone was just so unflinchingly amazingly supportive and we just had so many wonderful talks and everything and really just kind of, yeah, like we, because we were all just really following and participating in what was happening in all of our different cities, like Portland and Seattle, Chicago. And, you know, there were people from contributing from everywhere at this point. We were all just so on board to really just give space for all of those voices. And that and that's what Northwest Pinball is all about to me is really, that's, it, it was a really, yeah, but... But it happening in the middle of July, I think a lot of people are also off on camping trips and kind of like, you know, summer had really, really kicked off. So I think that we could get even more attendance and even more content and even more interest if we did it very much at the beginning of the summer kind of a way to get people excited about whatever pinball summer camps that they are going to. I love that. I love it. that
0: idea. This is the kickoff for like pinball summer season, you know. I think it's so great.
1: Yeah, and I can even and I can even start working on it like a couple of months before. Like I can like hit up tournament directors for different tournaments like the big tournaments and be like, hey, you want to do a 15 minute interview with me? And I could just like have that in the can. Like, there are just things that I can actually yeah. like, kind of like bring together just to kind of help like promote the events. Cause like what, you know, what camp kind of became about was elevating content creators cause we're so dependent on content creators to keep us entertained <laughs> this summer. But next year, um, universe willing, we will have events to, Actually, go to, and I'd really like to use it as a platform to get people pumped up. And I also have a few ideas to, uh, throughout the year, to fly under the Pinball Summer Camp banner. Like, I'd love that. We ended up doing Jessica Kent's event on Zoom instead of, she's usually done enter your ingredients on Twitch. But she asked, yeah, a couple of days before, she was like, well, how do you feel about doing it on Zoom? And I was just like, you know, that sounds great. And she actually inadvertently became my Zoom teacher. I'm even though I'm like an online yoga teacher, I'm useless with so much tech. And she actually was good. And I, and I had just met her through all of this. And she sat down with me and did like, a taught me how to use a lot of Zoom features because she, you know, that's a big part of her day job. And uh, she was super helpful. But we did her thing on Zoom and it was super fun just seeing campers just zipping around their kitchens, all of us together, putting together the same meal, like it was like, and since and Jessica's just so talented that she was just like rattling things off. We we're all just like watching our laptops, stirring and <laughs> moving things around. And I would love it. And uh, I've mentioned this to her. It won't be news to her hearing it on this podcast. But I, I really hope that we can get something together. You know, maybe maybe make holiday cookies or maybe yeah. I like the idea of having some like kind of like little mini events that aren't necessarily as ambitious as the entire as an entire weekend filled with content, but just kind of like little. I guess I'll put the, this is an idea that's very much in development right now but I'd like to say it out loud just in case any of your listeners perk their ears up and I know that you love to promote other people's I do. things that they make like actual like like physical things. But I'd like to have a pre-holiday quote craft fair unquote where I contact or am contacted by as many makers of pinball things, anything from earrings to stickers to T-shirts to posters to photos, oh, yeah. books, or I, I, yeah, or you know the 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 cool stuff like I don't know. I'm thinking of like stuff like Tilt Cycle or like different or uh, Soft Plunge, Double Danger. Maybe around what would be uh, like Small Business Saturday, like that Black Friday weekend kind of thing to see. Oh, if that'd be so neat. People would like to have any little like flash sales and just kind of use like the Northwest Pinball Summer Camp Facebook page as a space uh, for me to help promote people trying to to sling their stuff. Because there's a lot of stuff that didn't get slung this year because they weren't able to go to the shows and, you know, connect with the players as much. And, you know, I mean, it's cool that everyone has like Instagrams.
0: A lot of these people go out to the shows and that's the bulk of what they... They make their money in is selling at the shows. So the fact that we don't have these shows, I mean, it's really eaten into a lot of people's profits and and their livelihoods. So it it breaks my heart when I hear about some of this stuff. And I think that's a great idea because Mama loves me a craft fair like nobody's business. So I'm yeah, for all this could be I like, to like hey, a housing experience. Yeah, but... it's like wi- like a winter festival. Like you know, we'll, yeah, we'll have because... a hot cocoa and we'll go look at all like the cool stuff to buy for the holidays and. Oh, I love. I love. That's a fantastic idea. Sign me up. Whatever you need, anything I can help with, I am totally down. I will for that.
1: absolutely because yeah. I know. I know that you've already got tons of resources, and have talked to yeah, so many I people, and you've you have emails and contacts. So I would really, and anyone uh, who's listening who knows people or is one of the people who are making things, anything, anything. I don't. Yeah. If if it, if it's a one dollar zine to like a. piece of, like, Playfields art or something that you've made, like, I would love to talk to you because I would love to have people in late November just be a part of this kind of browsing experience so that we can get, yeah, so that we can get, you know, get some nice gifts for each other and really support, yeah, support these incredible artists and artisans and makers of pinball things because... It's close to pinball.
0: (laughs) It is close. I love it. I I think that's a great idea. And, you know, you had so many creators and makers and things involved. I, I of course, got, you know, as I said earlier, my podcast was featured on the show. I got to play in the Ultimate Pinball game show with uh, Chase and Ashley, and I... Pirates of the Caribbean will haunt my dreams for all time. Uh, <laughs> so salty about it. you don't I was even know. Kidding. All I'm saying is if that game show happens again, first of all, I have to give much credit to chase and actually that was so well done and so much hard work. I was impressed by what they created and also just to be a part of that particular event. I had a blast. I'm just telling everybody now that I would like to come back and like redeem myself. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to lose on a game show. But uh, yeah, no, I'm totally down for, for redemption next year. And uh, I lo- much love to my partner, Sean. That was, was my uh, game show partner on on that. But, uh, oh,
1: Sean McDonald is an excellent, excellent dude. And I'm, I was so happy to see you paired up with him. And I was so happy to see you there because I felt... I felt like that really embraced the spirit of moving Northwest Pinball Camp out of the Northwest. When we moved it to July, I was just kind of like, okay, let's bring in even more people from around the country. Like, let's let's get people into the Northwest to my campground. Like I so I I felt like seeing. Yeah, seeing uh, seeing you there kind of because, you know, the other three contestants were all Seattle area based and so i thought that it was just extra awesome to see someone beaming in from a campsite all the way in texas to uh, participate in it and, uh just the whole thing i i mean all all of the shows all of the shows but re- that that game show man it just i made a point to not ask a lot of questions of any of the creators any of the counselors about anything that they were doing cuz I just trusted them and I didn't want to feel like there was any like like I was just kind of curating the whole thing and like they were making their own things. But my jaw dropped at the level of ambition that some of the people that, that all that all of my creators brought to their shows, just the extra elements, the way that they all just got it the way that they I mean, especially in your show, the way, like Ashley and her tent.
0: Yeah, the
1: tent, the camp Shirt and her hat, like her, yeah, her doing the, just rocking the whole counselor shtick. Uh, and Chase, just a few words on Chase. He, I didn't actually know Chase before uh, Pinball Summer Camp. I think we, you know, I think we've met in passing, and you know, I uh, loved his work with the with the Northwest Pinball Show. But uh, but he designed the logo and all of the graphics for Northwest Pinball Summer Camp. Like I just. I had just kind of thrown it out there to him because he'd done such a good job with the graphic design for his own event that I was like, is this a thing you do? And he came back at me within just a couple of hours with just this forest. And I was just like, this is beautiful. Like, and he opened our, he opened our store. He, uh, yeah, he put together all of this stuff, hoodies and crew socks and tote bags and all kinds of t-shirts and tank tops and hoodies. And he just brought such an extra level of polish to the whole event and was just incredibly supportive. He, yeah, just all of them were, but Chase was definitely, yeah, he, yeah, he was definitely definitely top ranger. He did such a good job and I'm so glad that you got to be a part of he and Ashley's event. It was just that, yeah, that, that was just a smash. I couldn't even believe.
0: Yeah. It interviews,
1: was all the, the questions, all of the, the graphics, the, it's, it was just, it was just nuts. Like
0: It was so crazy. I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect when I, I saw the, the ask and I'm like oh that sounds fun because there was a, a thing that went out hey do you want to be on a pinball game show I'm like who wouldn't want to be on a pinball game show that's the question you should ask they were like yeah we'd love to have you I didn't know what to expect so I just showed up I'm like I was not expecting this I'm like this is awfully fancy <laughs> was like, not to say that I wouldn't expect something I was just I was just blown away it was just it was so much fun the production was amazing Chase I I was I was bowled over by what he put together. I mean, and then then all the videos, like he reached out to all these like different pinball companies to put to questions. I mean, it was, although I know it was a hashtag Hot Wheels night, but it was really impressive. And then the, the, they had like, bang up prizes. I was like, what the heck, man? The I feel like I'm on Wheel so of Fortune, sick. y'all. The <laughs>
1: prizes were so sick. Like, I, I, I knew that, yeah, Ashley's a good prize wrangler. Like, yeah, so, yeah, I know that Ashley's the one that I talk to the most about prizes, but because uh, yeah, they had so many prizes that it actually, yeah, that I was actually able to use a translate for another prize that I did that I used elsewhere. And uh, they got all sorts of cool stuff. And it was just so cool getting to see, like, I had no idea how much outreach they'd done to, to, to yeah, just getting to see uh, Raymond, who just moved over. Yeah, Raymond, who's originally from Seattle, who just moved over to and seeing him do things, hearing from, like, Keith Elwin and all of these people from these, the different pinball companies. It was just, it was just such a joy to watch Lauren, just uh, because, you know, there was just sort of a point, once the weekend hit, I was just like, well, I've done a lot of my work here. So I guess I just like, yeah, I mean I was just like eating dinner during the shows and just kind of like watching along with everyone else. But I was just like I just couldn't stop shaking my head. I couldn't I couldn't close my jaw. It was just such a cool experience. And one of my favorite things that I, it hasn't come up, but I just I, I definitely want to give a give a note to anyone who's hearing of this for the first time. Northwest Pinball Summer Camp. It was a Facebook-based group. Just uh, Facebook is a platform that I'm most comfortable with. Perhaps I will evolve it to a more like website-based uh, thing in the future. But for what it was now, it was just the most comfortable that I was working on it. I do have we do have a, a a blogger site where I've archived everything for people to see. But exclusively on Facebook, there's a photography gallery that I would love to direct people to if you look up Northwest Pinball Summer Camp on Facebook and look under albums or I've I've pinned an announcement to the top that has a link to all of the photo albums from just really, really incredible uh, pinball photographers that I reached out to over the course of a couple of weeks, uh, ones that were recommended to me, ones that I already knew, and there's just some really, really gorgeous shots of both machines and competition and the people who play it. And it really just, if you're really, really missing, missing the games, really, really missing the people, those of these photo albums really, really capture that spirit. And uh, Gene X Wong helped me greatly with that. That couldn't have even been a thing if not for him. I, yeah, we both kind of cure, co-curated it, but he really, he's the one who kind of like collaborated with all the photographers. I had like a uh, about a dozen, about a dozen different photographers I had them all do little, sur- yeah, I had them all do little questionnaires. So if you want to, if you want to learn a little bit more about uh, people who are taking awesome photos and uh, doing that, that's a really cool way to... Yeah, uh,
0: that, that sounds amazing. And I knew Gene was involved and Gene's good people. Gene, I love Gene. Gene's a, a friend of the show and he's just a, a really awesome person. <laughs> he's just yeah. so, he, he I, it just, he just warms my heart. So I just, I I, when I saw all of the people that were involved, I'm like, this is going to be cool. And it was it, everything about the the camp exceeded my expectations. And why should I be surprised? Because pinball people are the coolest people on the planet. So I'm like, we, we know how to throw a party, whether that, be, yeah, whether that be virtually or in person, we know how to throw a party. And I I just, I wanted to say congratulations for putting on and, and collecting some great talent. And Putting together an amazing event, so I'm excited to see what happens next. I'm kind of hoping Winterfest becomes a thing. <laughs> so- uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, I think that saying it out loud on a podcast makes it <laughs> <laughs> makes it about like seventy. 70- five percent more a thing because like, I actually made a but I, I actually thought about it before we started recording I was just like I'm gonna say this and make it a thing like it's like, that's kind of yeah that's that's kind of how I work best is just kind of throw the idea out there and then like develop the accountability uh, afterwards. Yes. <laughs> so that I it is my mo yes, as well I hope that I get <laughs> some bites on that people are, yeah Ma- makers and friends of makers get at me because I would love to give you some business going into the holiday season and everyone else I'd love to give you some stuff to buy. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's a, there, there's a lot of opportunities to have. Yeah. To just have uh yeah, I'd really like to just redo everything that I did this year, next year in May, like all of the little things, like, like the crafts lodge and the the babes. I, I ended up calling it the babes bells and beyond brunch event kind of just something cuz you know uh, yeah I'm, I I would love to be speaking with women all over the country have it around around our breakfast table and uh the yoga stuff went off really well me and my me and my friend Sarah Hager she's a big yoga mentor of mine she has a uh, pinyasa yoga mm-hmm. here in Seattle that we usually do at a bar but we've been doing on Zoom so yeah we both had yoga events and yeah we're just going to dust all that off next year and be back in May but you'll you'll definitely be uh, hearing from more things under the Northwest pinball summer camp event. So if anyone wants to just follow that on Facebook, that's what I'm going to be using largely and also the blogger site, but that's more of that. that that's been uh, a really good archive. So if you want to see everything that we did in 2020, I have it all archived at NW uh, Northwest pinball camp. It's NW pinball Again, thanks to chase Nunes for setting that up for me because I was just like, I don't know how to make a website. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. um, We'll put all the links in the show notes, so.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And yeah, go check that out because that's a good way to look at everything that we did with camp without having to like scroll through without all of like the scrolling that comes with the Facebook format. I got just about everything that I could in that archive that isn't just like Facebook exclusive, like the photos. Oh, we did have a really good time with uh, our local Twitch streamer. We only really have one person streaming on Twitch in Seattle. This guy, uh, John Shaman does a goblin juggler I'll give you that information he has a twitch he has a twitch channel and he usually live streams from our from a bar called flip flip ding ding and it's a great show but he had a little fireside chat that had a couple of the flip flip ding ding crew and me and uh, me and Andy joined in on that. That's that's still archive. That that that's in the archives, and that was a really nice thing too. So I was just really grateful. Maureen was at that too, so it was really nice getting to spend Love time Maureen. with Maureen around the around the campfire. And yeah, so ha- uh, that was really awesome. And yeah, that just yeah yeah my yeah just my husband. He was a great help. He was yeah he was behind the scenes everything. He organized stuff on Discord. He organized yeah he made a, yeah he did all sorts of just general support for me because it was a it was it was an endeavor. But uh, yeah, I had a lot of help. I couldn't have done it without any of those people. So yeah, so thank you for giving me this opportunity to thank all of them. It was was a really incredible experience that they all made uh, really easy and fun in times that were very, very, you know, just trying and dynamic. So it's yeah, it's a it's an awesome team. So come see us at camp next year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And again, guys, we'll put the links in the show notes, nwpinballcamp.com. And we'll also link the Facebook page, which is a a more active site where you can find out the latest on what's going on up at camp. All right. Well, we found out everything about Allison and all the amazingness of our camp director. Now we have our one segment on the show. It's inside the pinball arcade where we find out more about you and your uh, pinball mind. Are you ready to play? all right yeah 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 let's have at it all right allison question number one what game do you love
1: we've already touched on centaur it's it's huge for me but outside of you know i'm just gonna stick with centaur it's just it's it's a game that i've learned the most on second would be attack from mars
0: yeah no those are both excellent i mean centaur is amazing it's so much fun I got. I talked about this on a previous episode, but got a chance to finally play it in person because so many people had talked about the art package on the show. And when I finally got to play it in person, it's so much fun. It's so, I, the art's amazing, but to me, it's just so much fun to play. It's a, a fun game. So, and they're just not. You don't run across them every day. So there, like, there just don't seem to be a lot of them mm-hmm. out in the wild anymore. So
1: I love that one. Yeah, we do. We do have a few of them driving around the Northwest, and <laughs> they. Are, have you, are you? It's it's the game that I really learned how to like shoot on like it was the first game it was at shorties where I play and it was the first game that really taught me how to like trap stop breathe aim shoot always for the orbs I'm all about the orbs targets there's plenty of things you can do on it but you know honestly I it always comes back to hitting those orbs in order and it taught me a lot of patience and a lot of just other light bulb moments that you have as a pinball player as you're learning how to play like I remember when people would be like oh this machine leans a little to the right and I would nod and not really understood what that meant just being like well I don't really know how to apply that to my game like I figured that out on centaur I figured out like how to really yeah I figured out how to like the power of a captive ball on centaur I figured out the power of you know get yeah lane multiple yeah upper lane multipliers like there's just so much I've learned Oh, and I gotta say, just slamming it from that outlane gate back into oh, the inlane—oh, yes! It's just one of the best feelings, one of the best feelings in all of pinball. <laughs> so you could do it on Indiana Jones and plenty of other games too, but it never feels as good as it does on Centaur.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. All right, question number two: What game do you hate?
1: What game do I hate besides the WO Nelly? That's kind of that's that's a that, that that's a that's a given. Oh, yeah, that's an answer <laughs> that I've heard on the show before, but I, I'm just piling on to Wonelli. ACDC, ACDC, yeah, that's what is it, it that you don't like about I've it? Even, you know, I've, I I like a lot of rock music, but they've never. I mean, I like their their songs are all right. Like, I think that maybe just like. I don't know. There's just some, even when I'm playing it well, it just feels like a grind to me. Like it just feels like a, I don't know. There's just something a little bit chaotic in a way, in a way that is like one of the things that draws me to pinball is the, you know, the, the sheer chaos of, <laughs> of a lot of the games, but I don't know. There's just something I can't. Yeah. I wish I could put a, uh, yeah, I wish I could put a finger on it, but it's, yeah, it just hasn't really, I do like that dropped play field that the highway to hell when you're right like uh, yeah that that's an all right feature but yeah even and I think it's probably the game that's knocked me out of the most tournaments so that definitely doesn't <laughs> help the case I think that that's uh, yeah there have been plenty of times where like I'm on two strikes and get drawn on ACDC and you know I give it my best but it's just yeah that's uh, yeah it's definitely uh, of all the dead rock machines it's the one I connect with the least
0: yeah no totally get that so all right Question number three, what is your favorite pinball sound? This can be the sound of mech makes. This can be a um, call out or a soundtrack.
1: Um, I was thinking about this, especially when I was listening to one of your, when I was listening to one of your shows recently, total nuclear annihilation, the whole soundtrack, the, the, the literal whole soundtrack of it. I listened to it. I listened to the whole like, what 12 song soundtrack yep. on Spotify all the time? I really like electric mu- electronic music. And uh, I, I I don't want to bungle his name. Is it Scott Denisi or Denessi no, you got it um, right.
0: Scott Denisi, the the creator Scott of the Denisi? game. okay. And, I, that, yeah.
1: Just I, I've always like I loved his music on The Bride of Pinbot 2.0. I I haven't even had a chance to play Rick and Morty, but I've heard it. And I I just like I like I can I I know when it's him. He's a very, very talented uh, musician and and game designer. And I remember when TNA first came out, I remember hearing it first. And I I mean, everyone was so into it that it just took me a really long time to actually get a chance to play it because there were just so many four player games going on it. But I remember just like playing pinball better when I wasn't even playing TNA. Like even if I was playing Medieval Madness, like two doors down, like just hearing the music just got me so fired up. And the first time I played it and I just felt the rumble of that subwoofer under my hands when you first shoot and it just goes boom, just like, it's just very exciting. It's It's a very sensory experience. And I love call-outs, and I love call-outs and music from all of those, uh, from a lot of the John Papaduke games, like uh, like Theater of Magic and World Cup Soccer and Circus Voltaire. I just, I, I love, I love all the sounds that come out of any of those, too.
0: Yeah, no, excellent choice. I love that. I love it. All right, question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be playfield art, backglass art, cabinet art.
1: It's a, th- uh, I, I've got two answers and they're so totally different. One's obviously Centaur. We've, I know, we've okay, besides Centaur. Besides Centaur. Well, I, I'm also really into just like black and white. It's just my favorite color palette. But then on the complete opposite of the spectrum, I'm going to have to take it to Circus Voltaire, which is just so bright and neon and wild. And just like, uh, I mean, especially with the literal neon in it, uh, like inside the play field. Uh, I just love the, yeah, it's just such an attack on the eyes. It, it it really just comes comes right at you. You can't miss that game. Like, there's a really beautiful photo in the. It's a really beautiful photo in, uh, the summer camp albums that just had. Yeah, that's just like a player's face and, and very soft, blurry focus. They're clearly in front of a circus Voltaire, and I just love it because you just can't miss it. Just, like, it's like definite. Like, even though Circus Voltaire is in the background, it kind of like owns the picture just because it's got that vibrance to it.
0: Yeah, no, I excellent choices. I love those. I mean, you kind of have both ends of the spectrum. They both kind of create this, this unique world. And so C- Circus Voltaire is beautiful and Centaur is beautiful, but in completely different ways. So I love those. those ah love it. Another heart yeah. emoji. All right. I'll like that after. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. What is your grail pin? What is the pinball machine that's out there today that you would like to own above all others, or do you already own it?
1: It, it's a it's a good question because I'm actually uh, I'm I'm on the verge of moving from Seattle down to Portland, Oregon, in about oh. two weeks. Uh, yeah, so I'll, yeah, so I'll still have yeah, but yeah, Northwest summer camp will be and um, yeah, it'll be and it'll it'll be Oregon based, but still in the Northwest. But our new home is is yeah, we we made sure to get a get an apartment that we can play pinball in. We're just above some retail. So we're not going to have any problems with downstairs neighbors. So we're actually shopping for our first game. We're not sure what it's going to be. We're going to, yeah, we we know that there's a bouncing baby pinball machine out there waiting for us. (laughs) We're not sure what it is, but if money were no object, I would honestly say I've I've touched on it before, but I think I would take an attack from ours remake. It's just again, that's, it's just my meditation game. It's a game that I just get lost in the shots. It's just a very straightforward game. And I can just be just thinking and playing and thinking. And then all of a sudden I'll hear like a replay knock and I'll like look up and I'll be like, oh, whoa, where did this monster score come from? I wasn't even, I think it's just a game that I can really like drop into. And it's yeah, it's it's what I, it's probably the one that I miss playing, playing most, getting to just go out and shoot a game of it. It's the first game that I'll walk up to in any arcade that I walk into. It's just, yeah, it's just a great classic for mine. And I really like the remakes too. I was really, I, I didn't at first because, just the speed of it, I kind of preferred my old. Uh, yeah, I kind of preferred it old and janky. But as I as I warmed up to it, I really, yeah, that's a game. I, it's more of a challenge to play a remake, which is why I would pick that for my home, because it just plays little, plays a little faster, plays a little bit more energetically than the ones that I'm used to playing in the backs of dive bars. That, <laughs> you know, they they have their own things to finesse, but.
0: Yeah, no, and I and I think there's something to be said, you know, everybody's like, oh, the remakes versus the originals. I'm like, you know what? They still have the heart and soul of the original, but it's got newer stuff in it. I'm like, I'm l- l- a little less worried things are going to break. <laughs> so there, there's something yeah, to be said honestly, about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And the remakes again, though, yeah, the remakes are now a couple of years old. So, you know, they're starting to get their 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 dings and dangs and bang ups and issues and misfires. And yeah, well, <laughs> it's up to us. to.
0: <laughs> it's so true. So, so true. I love that. All right. Next question. What is or what? could be and I feel like I already know the answer to this, but what is your favorite pinball expo, event, or tournament to play in or attend?
1: The Northwest Pinball Show, yeah. obviously. <laughs> okay, Camp besides an, uh,
0: that one and besides, besides Pinburg. Like so we always do the, um, the caveat for Pinburg and we're gonna do the caveat for Northwest. What would be your third choice?
1: Hands down, our uh, attaball Amusements here in Seattle has a 420 tournament. On April 20th every year no matter what day of the week that is and it's uh, yeah 420 is a pretty festive holiday here in the uh, sure recreational <laughs> northwest the Atabal is it's Atabal it's a bar that's in a basement it has like a little second floor room that's where we do our weekly pinyasa yoga classes it's just got this really fun clubhouse feel and uh the owners are yeah the owners are really like fun and funny and inventive guys And they, uh, they just, every year there's just this big tournament. There's always a, there's always a machine for a prize. It's usually like a, it's usually just a a solid state, but they're, yeah, they have it in pretty good repair. Oh, I think they had a wizard of Oz. No, they had a wizard of Oz one year. Oh, wow. But anyways, they, they've met, they changed the format. Not every year, but uh, I actually, since it's such a busy tournament and I prefer to, partake in some of the festivities that are more uh, in line with the holiday. I actually don't play the tournament, but <laughs> I act as I act as the fun concierge. I kind of support all of the people who are playing, like uh, picking up drinks for them and just kind of just chatting with people. It brings so many people out and they always just pull these hilarious stunts. Like there was one year that there, the prize was a bunch of like birds, like actual live birds. But the person who won <laughs> didn't want the bird, so the birds just started living at the bar, but they like live outside, but the bar feeds them. Yeah, we call them the atta birds. And uh, there was another year that they brought a live like a truck that had a bunch of goats on it. We had like a petting zoo. So there's all of the <laughs> This sounds like yeah, the best so, like, thing, and <laughs> funny thing. Yeah, like and we didn't even expect it. And it was funny because they'd even put it on, they'd even put it on the poster, but like none of us. Yeah, like it had said, like petting zoo, and like obviously we got there, and there wasn't one. And then around, it was probably like close to the actual time of four twenty, where this truck pulls up, and these people get out, and they just start letting these goats out, and there's all of these people, and of course people are, people are, yeah, people are pretty convivial and pretty toasty, and just petting goats and holding baby goats, and in the first years of this tournament, the first two years, maybe. I think it was the first 2 years there were separate incidences in which top glasses just randomly shattered oh. like just completely like again yeah, just blew up into like confetti it was just a total mess like you know set everything back but so what they started doing was at the stroke of 420 they do a little kind of like ceremonial breaking of the glass where they lay out a tarp and they climb up onto this wall and they just f- straight up throw a top glass mm-hmm. off of this yeah from like a 10 foot height onto a tarp uh like oh as some God. sort of sacrifice it, it's it's <laughs> nuts it's just like there's the Adam the of all 420 tournament you never know what to expect and it brings people from all over the northwest and it's just so funny like and it just brings out a. I'm really into making desserts. I, I, I like to make trifles. That's a thing that I do for Babes in Penland mm-hmm. every month. And so I always, yeah, people bring snacks, of course, because of course people want snacks given the <laughs> given the nature of the holiday. And there's there's nothing quite like it. It's just a very unique and spirited event, and and it brings out killer players too. It brings out really really awesome players. I mean, yeah, w- regardless of whether or not you're into the more countercultural aspects of Adderall or the spirit of 420 um there's always a machine at stake so it always brings out some of our top brass players so there's always a really killer finals to watch but uh, yeah we have a we have a lot of fun with it and yeah there's and that's obviously what that's i think that that's when i realized that covid was really getting real was i was just like oh there's no way we're going to miss 420 420 is definitely going to happen like and then Adam, yeah, Adam all actually they they actually closed before all of the bars got shut down by the state. They were actually just kind of like, yeah, this is not the time for us to be play. Yeah, they they were really responsible. Yeah, they were really responsible about it in that time. And it was yeah, I mean it was a bummer. I have, you know, there we have friends who get on get on airplanes to come to Seattle for 420. It's definitely there's no event like it. So should you ever my dear, make it up to the great north Coast <laughs> to play pinball with us. Please do book that ticket for uh mid April because there, yeah, they're, there's yeah, it it brings together a lot of really funny things. So, yeah, it's it, it's one of my favorite tournaments. I, I had the same question in my questionnaires that I did for all of the counselor bios like, what's your thing? And so many Seattle people were just like, at, at a ball 420. So, that's that's one worth looking up. <laughs>
0: No, I love it. I love it. That's uh, That sounds amazing. I've heard a little bit about that, but definitely on the list of things to do. All right. Next question. Who or whom would you like to play pinball with the most? This person can be living or dead, person from history, a friend you know. Who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most? Or who would you like to play pinball with?
1: My team. Um <laughs> <laughs> right now if I could go out and play pinball with anyone yeah it would just be my teammates just yeah the Slayers I uh I mean the and oh uh, no yeah just my yeah my teammates we've really especially since I'm moving in a couple of weeks I think I'm really starting up, I'm really feeling kind of the sting of not really like you know not really getting a chance to have any kind of like we're going to do something together. It's not going to be playing pinball. I mean, I'm not sure what it's what it, what it's going to be. I'll I'll get to say goodbye to them, but if I could just like I would just love to line all uh, well we're we're a, we're a roster of 10, but we've got a pretty deep bench, so there's really around like between all the people who've played over the years. I'd love to just get all of those players together for one game of stall ball and <laughs> <laughs> just really yeah, that's that that, that that's absolutely I love uh, who that. I would be playing with right now.
0: Oh, that's so great. I love that. All right, Allison, final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been created, but that you would like to see come to life from a major pinball manufacturer.
1: I, w- I was thinking about this when we were talking about the Beatles. I-, I-, I thought that that might be a moment to touch on it, but this is actually a great time to bring it back around. I have always thought it would be kind of cool if, the Beatles was released as kind of like if there were just more Beatles machines like that still had like the re-theme of a classic game like a classic play field with a Beatles theming like I would love to play like Yellow Submarine Pinball or Sgt. Pepper's Pinball or White Album Pinball or like and just like see a bunch of them in a row or something I mean I know that I know that there's and I'm actually really really looking forward to learning more uh, from that podcast about the licensing, because I've always thought to myself, I'm just like, oh, well, getting Beatles stuff has got to be a total licensing nightmare. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever see it, but if anyone's listening, that's something that I love. And uh, and my husband and I have been developing in our brains uh, a game based around a really obscure British comedy from the mid it's called The Mighty Boosh, that it's just a real weird, absurd, it's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like, oh, I can't even describe it. It's got all these, there's a lot of makeup and costumes and characters and voices and music. And it's really, really obscure, absurdist British comedy from 15 years ago. So I don't think anyone's looking to make that game for us. But if you're asking me to dream, it would it's be your the dream. Mighty Boosh. The Mighty Boosh. my dream. I love, I love it. That's what this is all <laughs> about. So, give like, me more Beatles games, Stern. Give me more Beatles
0: games. I want them. <laughs> that would be I mean, I... I, I love what they created with the Beatles, but I, I think I like your idea because I, I grew up and I still am a huge fan, but I had two Beatles posters on my wall. I had um, like 65, you know, British Invasion Beatles. And then I had like the Let It Be album Beatles. Like uh, it was a print like of the, the time span and how they look so different. And like I feel like having like a yellow submarine Uh, or at least maybe had made that like a trim, like that, you know, like a premium edition yellow submarine, it would have had like different art and stuff like that. But I'm sure that, again, the licensing was a nightmare. So, you know, props to Joe the folks at Stern for making that happen. So
1: Um, (laughs) yeah, well if anyone, yeah, if anyone on that is listening, I appreciate just the, yeah, the the Beatlemania one as it was, I thought it was really fun. And if it's, yeah, if, if it is worth their time to keep developing on that idea, I just thought it was a great one. And I think it'd make a really, really dope collection. Yeah, definitely.
0: Allison, again, we're coming to the end of the show. This is it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, you know, bringing so much fun to our summer with the Northwest Pinball Summer Camp. I'm excited to see where it goes and, and what you do next. Again, everybody, Northwest Pinball Summer Camp, you can find it on Facebook. It is a group, and we will also post a link for historical references, nwpinballcamp.com. Again, Allison, thank you so much for being here today.
1: It has been a joy. I was so happy to hear from you. I love your podcast. Thank you so much for keeping us entertained and hearing each other throughout all of this. It's uh yeah, the, the content like this is really keeping uh, me feeling connected to not just my local community but to the people all across the country, uh-huh. world wherever who are playing. So, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're yeah, keep on doing what you're doing and I can't wait to collaborate on whatever offerings you could yeah, whatever offerings you can bring to camp. It's we'll uh talk. Yeah, beginning of a beautiful friendship. Definitely,
0: definitely. Again, guys, everything we talked about to include the content creators and where you can reach out to them at, we will put all those links in the show notes. Again, guys, thank you so much for being here today. If you like what you hear or if you have somebody you'd like to see featured on the show, you can email me at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. If you really love the show, you can always be a patron. We have Patreon and you can get a cool pin and stickers. And if you like the show, also feel free to leave a review on wherever you listen to your podcast or on Apple Podcasts as well. We are, we being the podcast, we're going to take a short hiatus, kind of the end of summer, got some stuff going on personally and with work. So we are going to come back the week after Labor Day, expect to see a new episode from us. We'll have Candace Field on and you guys, I cannot tell you what it is. I can't, I cannot tell you. But I've got something awesome coming down the pipe next month. I can't I can't tell you. I can't, but I want to, but I can't. But believe me, it's awesome. It's going to be great. More to come on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for taking me with you this summer. It's been a crazy ride, but hopefully things are going to get better. And I love talking to all of you, wherever you are. Thank you guys for making this such a joy for me to produce. And again, guys, I, I loved what you put at the end of your pinball summer camp post.
1: Slay all day, wear a mask, be kind, pinball forever.
0: She said it perfectly, you guys. I couldn't have said it better myself. Again, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast.